Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, your host. Today is Sunday, November 6, 2022. And this episode is about career guidance. We're pulling this one from r slash career guidance for folks who need it. Folks who may not think they need it or folks who are just listening to the podcast, throwing something on, you know, lightweight to listen to and be able to vibe while they work and plat on their world on how to move up in corporate. Speaking of, speaking of, today's question re- relates to exactly that on moving up. The question It was posed by uh, OP, right? Original poster. And they're asking, they are asking for advice. Reddit is pretty cool in the sense that you can pose a question and a ton of people, if they see it, can post something relevant. Uh, Every now and then you'll you'll catch a troll, right? But, yo, that comes with the territory, right? It's a free service to use. And uh, until then, there's no barrier of entry, then folks, you're just going to use it however they see fit, right? Now, the question here is, why can't I move up? That hits the nail right on the head for today's podcast, and that's the topic. This person is always in entry-level jobs. They're asking themselves, why can't I move up? Always in entry-level jobs. I'm a 47-year-old male. The only time I've ever been offered a promotion at a job is when I worked for myself, LOL. Okay, I guess that's kind of funny. You know, you're offering yourself a promotion. Hey there, Alex, I see you're the cashier and the order taker and the the, uh, inventory receiver, orderer, and, you know, in acquisitions. I see you're all this. Would you like to be CEO, right? You don't really have to talk to yourself to do all that. You just are all that. In a small business, as as an entrepreneur, as an independent contractor, as a professional, I would like to think that as a professional, folks want to become cross-trained. Folks want to cross-train themselves to know as much as possible, to want to have to outsource as little as possible. I mean, while their margins are thin, when margins, when profit margins become a little larger, then they're able to invest a little bit more money, a little, they're able to invest money in those services that one cannot otherwise do by themselves. Like if you're handling too much product, if you're out looking, uh, purchasing a lot of product to then resell You've got to take your time to go out and shop for that project, product, negotiate for it, create the uh, the contracts for suppliers. And you can't do that all yourself if you're also doing the inventory and the receiving on, on your end when it gets to whatever warehouse that's going to be doing the fulfillment. You can't also be doing the accounting. You can't also be doing the hiring, the firing, the training, the technical writing uh, the, the, the legal, all the legal side of it too, as far as compliance goes, as far as entity formation, as far as con, even, even contract creation and, and, and the redlining and the negotiating that goes into that. 
and then heaven forbid you have to litigate if you're embroiled in some kind of legal dispute, you know, then you have to appear in court or you have to send somebody, i.e. you have to send a legal representative like a lawyer, right? So as you make money, you got to invest money to be able to grow money, to be able to create currency. It's all a business. It's all a business. So I, I don't want folks to think that <laughs> just because you're promoted to CEO means that you're going to live a CEO lifestyle right off of the bat. No, no. The CEO lifestyle is rolled up in the job description. It's part of the job. You never stop working. You can't take too much time off. You can't take too much time away from the business if you're blowing, if you're fucking up the bag and blowing it on random bullshit. Your operation Without your attention, your operation will fall apart, okay? So, but anyways, back to this question. That was, that was a tangent. I just wanted to come in hot. It's the first couple of minutes. We're going to keep this to a 30-minute consult, okay? Now, they're asking, I'm a 47-year-old male. The only time I've ever been offered a promotion at a job is when I worked for myself, LOL, period, they say. I have a master's degree in counseling, I saw an opportunity to start my own business and did very well while wearing many hats for 12 years until COVID took it. Now I'm back in the general workforce and taking yet another entry level job for shit money. This is me at work. I keep a positive attitude and I show up early. I do my work and make few mistakes. I look for additional ways to be of help and to better myself. I am outgoing. I don't cause issues. I stay at jobs for at least two years. I have never even been in a conversation, to my knowledge, on getting a promotion. What gives? <clears throat> Let's analyze. Let's analyze a little bit because they, they were in counseling for a little bit. Uh, it'd be nice to know what type of counseling because... I'm a counselor of sorts, right? I'm a legal counselor. I'm a professional counselor. I'm a career counselor. And ultimately, I'm a consultant at that because I, I get paid for what I do, right? Now, the corporate cowboy side of me really wants to know what type of counseling. But more importantly, really want to know why of all of those activities... Out of all of those characteristics, they, they demonstrate on the job being that they keep a positive attitude, they show up early, they do their work and make few mistakes, they look for additional ways to be of help and to better myself or to better their self, and they are outgoing and they don't cause issues. That last one, causing issues, one has to to ask themselves, shit, I would ask the client, issues in what sense? How are you not causing issues? Are you not asking for a promotion? Because while asking for a promotion could contribute to issues in the workplace, not asking for a promotion should be identified as a personal issue. 
It's a personal issue. Okay, I get it. They're there for at least two years and they work on improving themselves. But, but if they are not working, if they are not improving themselves in order to advance, in order to move up, what the fuck are they improving in? Are they just making the process faster? Are they just uh, making the process more efficient? Maybe they're just making themselves uh, less expendable, more dependable, so less likely to be fired, but also less likely to be promoted because the more dependable you become in one position, the less likely they are to move you from it. Shit, that's where I would keep you as a manager. <laughs> this person, this person shows up to work positive with a positive attitude. Matter of fact, they show up early. They do their work and they make few mistakes. And they always, they're always willing to take on more work, right? And they stand out for it. They're always willing to take on more work. Not it, The OP here never claims that they look for additional ways to take on responsibility or to collaborate and contribute to projects outside of their scope of, of work, right? Out, outside of their official obligations. They never mention that but they do better themselves. And this employee that I have, they're very outgoing. Their numbers look great and they don't cause any issues. You know what? I'm not gonna fucking move them. How about we just give them a 5% raise? <laughs> Fuck a promotion, how about a raise? If you come at them with that. And this person, I feel for them, I feel for them. They're 47 years old, they're 47 years old and at that age, well, I've got to ask, I would ask the client, what's the personal life like? Do you have a family? I mean, first let's start with, are you married? First, let's start with, do you have kids? Because one never knows. Do you have any type of dependents that rely on you, that depend on you? Why else would this person not be seeking to move up, actively seeking to move up? Why are they why are they so complacent and sitting still and being entry level for two fucking years? For two bro, at six months, fam, at six months, I think orientation is over. Probation ended three months ago. Fam, move the fuck up. Learn what you have to to get ahead. I mean I, I guess, I get, if you're working like in a dead-end, minimum wage job, very entry level, something like on the factory floor or, or at McDonald's, I, not, not McDonald's, because shit, I don't, I don't see dead ends. I really do not. If you're at a dead end, if you're a lifer, if you're at a lifer in a position for life, that's by choice, fam. That's by choice choice i don't see it i've heard time and time again folks who move in entry level are able to pick up skills acquire the training that they have to to get cross trained right to to learn what it takes to work in a multitude of positions 
That way you not only become indispensable, you become invaluable. You become adaptable. You're adaptive. The strongest survive so long as they're able to adapt. And then they thrive. Because this person, I get it. They've got ethic. They've got integrity. They are strong. And they're only surviving. You want to thrive? You must adapt. You must adapt. You got to move up. You have to think like a corporate cowboy on some corporate cowboy shit. You have to ask yourself, what can I do for the business? For the business. Because you look out for business and business will take care of you. You take care of business, business will take care of you. An OG once told me, you take care of business and business will be sure to take care of you. And I believe it. I ardently believe it. I really do. Now that's going to require that this employee really evaluate themselves. Really get down to brass tacks with what it is that they do, what they want to do, and where they want to be in the organization. In turn... That requires that they know what the fuck is even going on in the organization. They've got to be even more outgoing. Maybe not more outgoing. Being outgoing is enough. But you've got to be creative with how you're outgoing. If you're public facing, being outgoing creatively should have gotten you some kind of offer for another job. I mean, at this point, I've been offered... I've lost count of how many jobs I've been offered. But that's because folks can recognize adaptability. Folks can recognize capability. A person who is capable. A person who is adaptive. A person who, who knows how to take work and make it work. Who knows how... Who knows how to take a job and make it work, right? If you're given a task and you fulfill it, you not only come back with the task completed, but you come back with references. Now, at 47 years old, that's why I, I come back to this person being slightly on the older side, older than I am. But hey, I've consulted with older folks. At least, you know, folks older, older than I am, right? At least older than me. And I let them know. Maybe they've grown complacent. Maybe the stability is too tempting. They've become risk averse. They're not willing to take as many risks anymore. Risks that are quite necessary. Especially in the corporate world. You want to be a corporate cowboy? You can't be trigger happy, obviously, but you cannot be gun shy either. You can't. It's impossible. You want to move up? It's impossible. If you're both trigger happy or gun shy, you can't. Folks are going to see you as either a loose cannon or timid. Timid and a coward. Without ambition, 
they're not going to see you wanting to move up, right? If you're quiet, if you shut your mouth and like this person says, like this, like the OP says, to your knowledge, you've never, ever been in a conversation where you promote yourself, something is wrong there. That's a huge red flag, huge red flag. And that starts with having confidence, confidence in your capabilities and what you know how to do. And that's not something that schools train you to, to, to know, to learn, to be able to handle. Very few go on to learn how to negotiate and even less go on to learn how to lead and be a leader. Because ultimately you've got to lead yourself out of this entry level rut, out of this entry level trench. You have to lead yourself out of the trenches. You have to take it upon yourself to move up. There are very few and far in between managers that care, managers who are consummate professionals and managers who will lead you out of your entry-level life. Granted, granted, I mean, if we take a step back, everybody is entry-level. Everybody is entry-level forever. And nobody escapes in the end. Everybody pays to play. But, but, those who want the responsibility, those who want authority and power, they can get it. They can get it. What they need are the tools and the skills to be able to do so. And it sounds like even at 47, this individual has a very strong base on which to start with, but it's going to require re-evaluating risk and appreciating it. You have to go out and create your way out. You have to go out there and create your way up. Be creative. If I had them in front of me, if they reached out, if you're listening and you are interested, go ahead, reach out to us. We're on Instagram, shoot us a DM. We'll get started on some consults on the Patreon page. It's out there also, the Corporate Cowboys podcast. You can shoot us some money. Let's begin a discussion, a conversation, some kind of discourse. You can do that by snail mail also. Certified letter. Make it official. P.O. Box 3372 Rancho Cordova, California 95741. And that goes to anybody listening. You want to be a professional? You want to move up? You have to learn to be a professional. You have to be put in that state of mind. You have to be put in... in <laughs> you have to relate. You have to relate to corporate cowboys. But it starts by evaluating your position in life. Being aware, tactically aware of where you are in life, in your organization. Ideally, this works, and it has worked, a lot of great successes, but I've come to recognize that this works with individuals who already have a job, 
who already have a job or looking to improve themselves professionally, who are looking to move up, who are looking to uh, move for a lateral move and don't know how to how to pursue that. Individuals who don't have a job, I mean, start by getting one. Anything. Anything. Motherfucking McDonald's. Anything. Entry level. And then move up from there. Because once you sign on the dotted line and you leave the workforce and enter the work... That's when the game actually begins. When you're out there in the workforce, right? You're looking for work in the labor market, right? You're out there looking for work. And once you find a job, you leave the labor market. Now, it's best practice to continue always looking for work, right? Because if your company won't give you the leg up, you can move laterally. You can move out. You can, you can continue interviewing. You could always be interviewing, get hired at one place and continue interviewing. Don't let up on the gas ever, ever. Because in today's day and age, sticking around for more than two years is almost unheard of. Sticking around for more than five, damn, that organization has got to be paying you in gold or something. Stick around for 10, 20, pension out. Bro, those have had to be some capable leaders Ones who developed you from beginning to end. Gave you your first house. Your first family. All that good shit. Otherwise, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on it. You have to make it on your own. Takes a lot of planning. Takes a lot of strategy. But it's not hard. It's not hard. I get that the stress is there. The stress, having to create issues, having to bring up your promotion. Hey, I noticed that I've been here for, I don't know, six months, a year. Hey, I've noticed that I've been here for six months and well, my probation is over and I seem to have learned everything there is to know about my role. Are there any training manuals available so that I could begin getting cross-trained in another position, I'm interested in learning this and this, or that and that, and blank and blank. Why? Because I feel that if I know more about how my role now interacts with other departments or other roles, other positions in the organization, I believe that it will improve my understanding to be able to better I don't know, sell to the customer, to be able to better communicate and interact business to business. It's right there. I, 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 I can send you formulas, I can send you templates, but if I don't know more, right, and this requires an, an in-depth, an in-depth session, a couple of sessions even in mapping out what your or what your particular organization looks like, what the uh, what, what, what the what the job descriptions look like for it, building out an organizational map essentially, and then just plotting your course through that. It's not difficult. 
It's not difficult. It just takes time. It takes time and it takes dedication. That's some corporate cowboy shit. It takes a little time and a bunch of dedication. Because six months goes by like in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. And before you know it, you're getting promoted. Before you know it, you're getting fired. <laughs> so obviously you want to have a backup. And this goes back to a previous episode where you create enough of an issue, they're going to let you go. Especially if they can get somebody cheaper. So it requires you to know how to socialize. Be sociable. So folks want to keep you on board. Folks want to pay you more. Folks want to keep you around. Because without you, their business falls. You want to become invaluable, indispensable. And dependable. Yeah. It's, it's good to be dependable, but if you're not valuable, they aren't going to do much with you if you don't do it on your own. You have to appreciate your worth to be able to negotiate your worth. That's why I don't believe in unions. Yeah, they're cool and all. They provide some form of efficiency. It's like creating a another republic where elections also take place, right? And then they speak. It's it, Yeah, it's just... It's just voting by, by proxy, essentially, but you could vote directly. You have a direct voice. You don't have to pawn off your voice to somebody else to negotiate for you. You can negotiate for yourself, and you'd be surprised. If it's only the individual negotiating, they might get more bang for their buck. But it requires you to be smart, to be intelligent, to strategize, to know your worth. Otherwise... You're going to have to take what the union negotiates for you and you might not be satisfied or you might become complacent. Let's read a couple of comments on this before, uh, before we hit the 30 minute mark. First comment says, what do you think people are looking for when they're recruiting for your manager's role? Write them down. Go look at some job ads. What skills are they looking for? Now, which of these skills don't you have? Go figure out how to get them. Then make sure those skills are front and center on your next resume. Then go apply for some manager level positions. I can't say for sure, but I suspect that at your age, having run your own business, the only reason you are getting entry level jobs is that you keep applying for entry-level jobs. That's, that's logical, I think. That's maybe the, uh, one of the most logical answers is that you get what you ask for, essentially. You get what you ask for. And they even start it by, well, ask yourself this and ask yourself that. You've got to ask whether or not you have the skills that the company is looking for. If they're not asking the company itself, well, do they have any training manuals? Hey, I'm looking to get started on moving up. I'd like to be developed for this next position. If they're not asking the company, then yes, they've got to ask themselves. It starts within yourself. And this first commenter, 
hit the nail right on the head. They're essentially saying, go find and go find, uh, uh, what was it? What they say? Go find uh, some job ads for reference and find what skills they're looking for for those of a manager's role. And then go get those skills, fool. Go get, go get those skills, yo. Go get trained. And the OP responds, this is great insight. Thank you. Well, right now, I work at a drug and alcohol rehab facility. My manager has an accounting degree, is in his early 30s, and has worked for the company seven years, but never as a counselor, and now manages our counseling team. Looking ahead to see what skills are needed for the jobs I want is an excellent idea. I have interviewed for jobs that are not entry level, but I fail in selling myself. Ooh, see, they, they're self-aware. These folks are self-aware. They've interviewed for jobs that are not entry level, but they fail in selling themselves. That's a lack of confidence. They're not confident in their capabilities. It's a hustle. It's a hustle to move up and you've got to sell your capability. And then they say, and then they go on to say, also, I don't have many people who can back up my self-employment accomplishments. You don't need many people to do that. You could also sell those. As far as references goes, why don't you have many people that could back up your self-employment? I mean, what did they do when they were self-employed? They don't put that down either, right? Mm, I saw an opportunity to start my own business and did it very well, wearing many hats. For 12 years until COVID took it. Well, they don't say what the business was other than they had a master's degree in counseling. Now, if it was a counseling business, uh, they could, they could, uh, well, yeah, at, at this point, they've only got the, uh, the skill to be a counselor until we know more about what they did for the business, what, about what they did for their own business. Well, we then know whether or not they've only got skills as a counselor or they're capable of managing a team of counselors, right? Because that's different. If they're only self-employed and consulting on a one-to-one -one basis with individuals, if they've never managed other people, that is a key skill. That's one of the that's one of the most essential in order to become a manager is to be able to manage a team effectively. Not just track their metrics, not, not just track metrics because you don't need an accounting degree to be a manager. It's nice, it works, but just like this gentleman has also owned their own business and they did not have accounting they, they did not have an accounting degree. They had a master's degree in counseling. It lets you know that the technical aspect, the operations aspect is more so secondary, is more so secondary. And yet this, and yet this person's manager is 30 years old. They have an accounting degree and even that is secondary to managing counselors. This, this individual needs more people skills at the end of the day. They just need more people skills. They are, uh, they are not as confident. I, I can see it. They're not as confident as they would like to be. And, and it, it is a different field going from drug and alcohol rehab to uh, professional development. It really is. 
because you are who you most closely associate with. And if in the past you've associated with drug addicts, I'm not saying you're a drug addict, but you can pick up characteristics of self-doubt and self-pity. It happens. It happens. I've seen it. It doesn't even have to be in a professional setting. I've seen it in social settings, in, 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 in private settings. One last comment here. Fuck it, let's make it two more. One last comment here. They're saying, have you ever expressed a desire to go up levels? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I asked that myself. Most managers will not push you through unless you show those kinds of skills. Otherwise, they are happy to keep you in your position. <laughs> I did say that, that. I'm gonna reward myself with a little sip of water. <clears throat> when you move up, they have to replace you. So, unless you are a star manager material, like you naturally show those leadership skills and show up and so on, this is an example. Skills will vary depending on the positions that you want at higher levels. They're not going to suggest it. They still might be willing to train you and get you to the point where you are star manager material, but unless you express interest, they don't know that you want that. A lot of people make the mistake of assuming that it's a given you'll move up. You have to advocate for yourself. Perfectly worded. This is a, a, a grade A comment right here. I give it a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10 comment. Why? Because... Oh, shit. Yeah, the OP response to it just, at, just under it says, Thank you. I have never done this. And what you say makes total sense from their perspective. Time to make a change. Man, all's well that ends well, right? It's never too late to move up, and it's never too late to learn to move. That's it. I'm not even going to say up, but to learn how to make moves. That is some corporate cowboy shit. Again, very few people pick up on this. Very few individuals get to the positions that they want to be. Why? Because, oh, it's risky. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. I don't want to rock the boat. I got mouths to feed. Oh, I'm happy right here where I am. I just got to this position. Give me a little bit of time. No, no. Fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. If you aren't advocating for yourself, you are falling behind. And you will get left behind. This isn't socialism. This ain't communism. And it's even worse under those systems. This is capitalism. This is capitalism. Again, it's pure capitalism. From our perspective, let, let me put it that way. It's pure capitalism from our perspective. And like OP just said, it makes sense from their perspective. Of course it makes sense from their perspective because they're operating under corporatism. That's just capitalism with gangs. That's just capitalism with groups. That's capitalism with institutions, with group interests, with special interests. We don't live under pure capitalism today as a society. It's good to adhere to pure capitalistic values. 
Why? Because it requires that you capitalize on your resources, on those resources you can leverage. It ain't robbing and pillaging and pimping and stealing. It ain't that. That is essentially just that. Robbing, pimping, pillaging, stealing. It's just that. That's not capitalism. And folks want to shit on capitalism because they're like, oh, it's... It's, it's colonialism and all this other bullshit. That ain't, that ain't that. That is not that. Completely different systems of economics. <clears throat> One more. That, that might be another episode of a podcast. What the fuck? What the fuck is capitalism? Question mark. I don't know. Somebody on Reddit has probably asked it before. I could just make it a separate one, but we'll see. Last comment. They say, simply put, speak up. Yeah. You have to be vocal about wanting to move up. Ask your manager about the growth path for someone who starts in your role. Ask about the criteria for consideration, the timeline, and the areas you would need to improve before being ready for the next role. And do not be afraid to ask. No, sorry. Do not be afraid to say, I would like to work toward this as I am committed to this company long-term. Yeah, don't be afraid to say it. You also have to be proactive about your manager seeing your hard work and results. It's not going to be enough to simply work hard and hope they see it. Use some of your time in your one-on-ones with your manager to speak about challenges you faced and how you found solutions. Tell them about great customer feedback or custom or team feedback. Sorry. Tell them about great customer feedback or team feedback. Toot your own horn so that they're as aware as possible, but in a way that shows how your work has benefited the company or even the manager themselves. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with that. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to, you must, you have to speak up. There was a time, quick little anecdote before I leave. There was a time I worked, and I've worked at the front desk of a lot of things, right? But I used to work at the front desk of a hotel. It was a business hotel, an extended stay, where we served a lot of international clients from the tech sector, from the uh, defense sector. And I always tried, tried to go above and beyond. Given my limited capacity being entry level, right? There were some days that I was a manager on duty. And on those days, I had a little bit more leeway on how I could act when when the manager wasn't around. But when the manager was around, I had to respect the chain of command for the most part. And I could provide the service as best as I could as an entry level front desk agent, let's call it. Now... On their way out, you mean as they are checking out, or if I could on the way in, if I was really confident that nothing could fuck up my shift. If it was going to be during a time that I was there and I was also aware, right, I had my finger on the pulse of what was happening in the hotel, what areas needed repair, 
when delivery was coming in next, the inventory on items on hand, that sort of thing, right? If you do your job right and you know an experience, a, a customer's experience can't be fucked up unless some other client there is, is, is going to be shitting on, on their stick, right? If you know for a fact that nothing can go wrong, if you know for a fact that very little can go wrong, and if anything goes wrong, well, shit, your manager on duty. Handle it how you would. What I used to do is I used to hand off these cards asking them to write a review and talk a little bit. And I don't even have to talk about their stay. I would ask them to write a review of their stay and to mention how I helped. To mention if I helped, right? If I'm really confident about the stay again, I just let them know, hey, I would appreciate if you left the review and told me how I helped you, right? And wrote about how I helped. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many reviews went up with my name. You don't think manager caught sight of that? You don't think corporate caught sight of that? Hell yeah. I had corporate managers come in and say, who's Alex? <laughs> you got to toot your own horn sometimes, man. Especially when you know what you're doing is right. When you know you're capable. When you know you're valuable. And when you're gunning for the top. That's the shit that has to get done. That's some corporate cowboy shit, man. I'll catch you next time.